This is your Planet News Briefing. I'm John Chu. And I'm Ralph Fortune. Our main story coming up is about your Planet News Briefing 2019 and review. We, recra- we recap and provide updates on all the main stories of our first 12 episodes. But first, your Planet News headlines this week. In politics news this week, The Verge reports John Kerry, Arnold Schwarzenegger, with World War Zero on climate change. This effort will bring together a lot of famous names and get people signing up to have climate conversations. It's a really good way to start increasing awareness. Secretary Kerry also spoke at the Sun Valley Community Library. He stated that this effort is similar to the uh, Earth Day effort where it started from a talking piece and then became a voting issue, getting governments and politics to actually make change. Also, when questioned about his private jet, he'd stated, you got offset. In business news this week, Dan Charles from NPR reports that as the climate warms, companies scramble to calculate the risk to their profits. Shareholders who worry that climate change could devalue their investments want reassurance, and companies in turn want advice from climate experts. And that's given rise to the field of climate risk services. To understand climate models, think of computer simulated weather use and TV forecasts showing storms and moving across a map. Climate models are similar, but they're bigger and way more complicated. They cover the globe and factor in slow moving forces such as rising levels of greenhouse gases, which trap more heat and atmosphere, plus shifts in ocean currents and the effects of Arctic ice melting. The current problem is that climate models are not that specific. They paint the future with a broad brush. They show general trends, but they're not very good with specifics. When improved, there will be a huge demand for these services by companies. In tech news this week, the Science Daily reports, No soil left behind, how technology can enrich poor soil. This is a technology that allows for sandy, gravelly dirt, basically to become rich soil allowing the growth of crops. Traditional approaches would require more fertilizers and irrigation. However, this uses a technology that's a little different. It uses long strips of polyethylene at the base of the roots in the soil that captures more nutrients that can provide it to the plants. It's known as subsurface water retention technology. This technology can increase maize yields in Africa by up to 50%. It's also estimated that it can capture some 15 million tons of carbon in 20 years. In Science This Week, Sophia Bates from Science News reports that birds are migrating earlier across the U.S. This could really disrupt feeding and nesting cycles, and the shift is probably owing to higher temperatures. Birds oftentimes rely on a variety of cues of when they migrate, including temperature, and length of day to sync their flights with the availability of food and nesting friendly conditions. Shifts in phenology, or how organisms respond to seasonal cycles, can throw the delicate synchrony of the migration system out of whack. For example, birds may arrive at their northern breeding grounds before the spike in insect populations and find little to eat, or get there late and miss the feast. In worst case scenarios, young birds starve or bird populations dwindle. Some species may adapt or migrate to cope, but they may not be changing fast enough to keep up with the resources they relied on. Coming up, our main story, 2019 Climate Crisis in Review. All right, Ralph, so this is 2019 in Review. 
Um, obviously, this is our first season doing this podcast together. Uh, we've actually already done 12 episodes. This is episode number 13. Mm-hmm. Um, and just so our listeners know, our plan for this episode is to actually uh, recap each of the 12 uh, main stories for each of the past 12 episodes. So uh, we'll start with episode one, do a bit of a recap and updates uh, as and when there are updates, and then just have a really brief, brief discussion before we move on to episode two, three, fourth, and so on. Um, good. Awesome. So let's just let's go back in. to, yeah, and let's go back to episode one. So this is our first episode ever uh, for a couple of guys who are not podcasters who have a podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so this was back in early October. Uh, episode one was called Iceberg or Ice have the size of los angeles yeah. so in this one um we talked about this so this ice cap the size of los angeles uh it broke off um and the north pole i think it was uh and it was it's called d28 it's like the science name for it i guess um but in that episode we talked about uh why that happened and the impacts of it turns out that one was not actually climate change related um, but it would have climate we think it would have climate change impact um, mm-hmm. so things just like just the Arctic sea ice melting in general is an indicator of climate change um, and we talked about albedo uh, impact in a recent episode um, their sheet, the sheets of ice have a natural albedo effect whereby the sun is reflected off of the sheet of ice and then back into the atmosphere. But when ice um, is melted in general, whether it's climate change induced or not, there's less of the ice sheet. So even though mm-hmm. this calving was not climate change induced, it does have climate change impacts. Right. So the, yeah, the, this, the heat and the heating is not reflecting off the ice any longer. Uh, it's being absorbed into the earth, right? So then we're yeah. getting more heating. And then some numbers on this, it was, you know, is at 600 feet thick. It covered 630 square miles, weighing an estimated 347 billion tons. So as the title suggests, for context, it's the size of Los Angeles or greater London. So yeah, a big a big sheet of ice that would be typically reflecting a lot of light. Yeah, indeed. And there's also, there's obviously, and I don't think we talked about this in the first episode about this, but uh, sort of the, the polar bears and walruses, for example, they relied on seed ice for hunting, breeding, migrating, and so forth. So there's a natural impact to wildlife in that region as well. And uh, we also didn't talk about this, but uh, you ever think about sort of what happens to the animals whose carcass uh, are buried in that ice? And as the ice melts, um, the carcass are then exposed to the elements again and yeah methane and they, right. yeah uh, methane the and they bring back new new diseases and so forth um mm. but that's something that i one. i have started to think about after learning about arts at ice melt mm-hmm. makes sense cool episode one go check it out if you want uh, more details on that on that topic <laughs> what all right what do we have for episode two john episode two was ex- Extinction Rebellion explained. So, uh, also Super in the month of October. One. Yeah, we 
we did a full coverage of Extinction Rebellion, you know, what it is, um, who started it, and what their objectives are. Yeah, and so this is an interesting one. I guess maybe any updates on here? I mean, I guess we have we had a lot of movement in October when when uh, when we recorded this one, but kind of it's kind of died down a little. I'd, I'd say. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's, I I hope it doesn't eventually die down. This is sort mm-hmm. of what I was afraid of in terms of climate um, fatigue, so mm-hmm. to speak. Um, I haven't heard it much in the news, but hopefully they have a big you know, planned protests coming up soon. Um, at its peak in October, you know, there was massive disruption in major cities around the world, London, New York, Sydney. Um, and it's meant to do sort of a civil disobedience, uh, but nonviolent, right? So, mm-hmm. and they do have sort of planned protests. I haven't heard about any new ones coming up. Um, it does yeah. seem a bit quiet, but they have been very influential. Um scientists and Greta Thunberg herself have you know been backing it and supporting it yeah artists as well Banksy apparently did a uh a mural so yeah oh, interesting really? one to, yeah exactly yeah so interesting one to watch um yeah definitely go check out that episode for more details awesome what do we got for episode three three is google and climate change deniers. So the recap is just that they were backing a lobbyist group that um, that you know lobbied for many many things, but one of those being kind of climate change denial, right? So Google yeah. did put out a statement saying you know they didn't they didn't back them specifically for the the climate reasons, but they were definitely getting heat for backing that lobbyist group that that um, you know was denying. And then you know we we go through and, and discuss kind of different things around uh, being knowledgeable about what companies are backing what lobbyists um, and then you know also thinking about things about like dis disinvestment uh, and investing basically in only companies that are you know climate conscious essentially yeah so definitely this interesting is the one. episode we did definitely we we actually accidentally went on to the world of esgs in that one i think yep um but yeah, uh, those, are, the those are the ones around investing yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, the the small bit of update here is that uh, Google workers have again called on the company to cut all of its greenhouse gases gas emissions by 2030. So they've recently, uh, well, a, a group of Google workers um, combined and sent a letter to their CFO um, really recently, actually. Uh, asking Google to end contracts with fossil fuel companies and eliminating funding for think tanks, politicians, lobbyists that impede action on climate change. So, and the one in particular, I think it was called CEI. Was that right? Um, um, yeah, it's an acronym. Yeah. So they're they're basically doubling down on demands that were made, and that um, I, I guess uh, in September, October, and. Like you said, it wasn't just Google, but it was Amazon and Microsoft employees as well, just in the general global climate strike. Uh, but Google employees have doubled down on that recently, so we'll see where this one where this one goes. Yeah. Yep, good update and good one to watch for sure. Yeah. Episode number four. Episode is... four is called "Fossil Fuel Giant Gets Sued." This is the one about Exxon's. I think it was State of New York that. Um... Mm-hmm. Uh, to court because uh, they were basically 
falsifying the the financial statements in terms of um, their climate accounting. Exactly. So yeah, we have here they're they're accused of deliberately misleading investors and the general public on climate change. So yeah, the 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 way that this can be brought to court is if um, you know if if there were misleading investors basically in terms of saying that they would be receiving or in this case it was it was you know they wouldn't be getting hit by regulation due to climate yep. so that that's essentially them misleading investors and and therefore propping essentially propping up their stock um so what was so the update on this one john the update here is actually this also happened recently so um mm -hmm. exxon was actually acquitted they mm -hmm. they were successful and um that lawsuit and they're actually completely fine and without any type of penalty officially. Yeah. So yeah. that was a bit it, of a shocking turnaround. Yeah. And it's, it's we go into detail on that one. And, and that was somewhat of the prediction because um, basically the, there weren't very many successful, um, I guess, trials in, in, in this, in this area because it's kind of hard to prove. Right. This would be sort of the big one that would, that mm -hmm. could shake up some things. Sure. Um, other, Fossil fuel companies would suffer as well, but it didn't quite go that way. Right. And yeah, almost that shows maybe a, a bad signal in the, in the opposite direction, right? Now they'll be more uh, brazen yeah. in, in, in what they do. Indeed. So what do we have for episode five? Episode five is California is burning. Yeah. So this we're going into November now. Um, Ralph, what was this one about? Yeah, so then this was really relevant when there was a lot of wildfires going on in California. Um, and in conjunction with that, having the, the utilities company PG&E required to basically shut down thousands and thousands of people's electricity during you know periods of, of days almost, I think. So a yeah, really fascinating one. Um, I, I particularly am very interested in this episode because of the PG&E PG side of it where companies are having to factor in the risk, increased risk due to climate crisis, right? Um, this one goes yeah. into, you know, businesses are having to think about this and, and, and insurance companies are having to think about this. Businesses, yeah, having to have to start accounting for this, these in increased risks um, in their balance sheets, essentially, just because it does play a factor um, and it's, it plays this extremely major factor on on shareholders and, and everybody involved yeah so yep. no, this, is, on there. this is going to change business models and the way in which people do business altogether uh, because they're going to want to see what companies are doing in this area mm -hmm. and then companies themselves want to make sure that they're actually doing the right things in order to be a sustainable business because climate change impacts everyone mm -hmm. Definitely. um so there is one update here. Uh, mm -hmm. PG&E actually did settle a lawsuit. But interestingly, Ralph, the lawsuit was related to 2018 wildfires. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, this is really interesting. Um, so related to 2018, and I'm, I, I'm assuming the 2019 one might come sometime next year. Um, and one of the things that they said was that the 2018 wildfires were way worse than the 2019, which I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah, this one got a little bit more press coverage, it seems like, right? Yeah, and, you know, the, the, that, the outcome of their 
payout to customers, I guess, for 2018 kind of came at a time where it was not wildfire season anymore. Um, and maybe that got kind of swept under the, the rug um, mm. because it actually wasn't burning in the way it was. Uh, but anyways, uh, wildfire season, as you said in this episode, is something that happens every season. It's just climate change has, you know, in some cases made it start earlier or last longer. Right. What are we having the next episode cool. here? Six is fashion's impact on our planet. So, yeah, this one's this a good one. This is one of my favorite episodes. Is it? Cool. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, definitely um, we have a lot of good details in here in terms of kind of what, how much all of the fashion kind of impacts. And then additionally, kind of some of the interesting new trends that are, are helping as well, right? Yeah. Yeah, this one wasn't really anything in the news that week, but it is something that's getting a lot of attraction in terms of more mm. sustainable ways to make clothes, whether that be, you know, cotton alternatives, which require a lot of water, you know, leather alternatives, which obviously is bad for agriculture and animals and environment as well. So we go into great detail in terms of... Um, the impact of fast fashion and fashion in general. Yeah. And we also provide some sort of, um, you know, a few bits of innovative companies that are, you know, making clothes out of like, for example, leather out of pineapple leaves and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. And then one, I mean, one set I'll leave with is that um, we have here that 8% of global greenhouse gas emissions, nearly the same uh, as the entire emissions of the European Union is from clothing and footwear industry. So yeah. yeah, it's a big one. The next episode was the next episode. This one is Greta sells back to Europe. Yep. This one was 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 not only that, but it was about her as well. Yeah, exactly. So this is yeah, definitely a deep dive into uh, Greta Thunberg and um, and her her background, her you know short short background. She's very young, but <laughs> definitely an interesting one. Yeah, um, the obvious update here is that she is now. 2019 Time Magazine Person of the Year. Yeah, definitely good update. Well deserved. Um, she's she's uh, currently back in her hometown, her home country, Sweden, um, and she is continuing her uh, school cl- uh, strikes. So Fridays for Future climate strike. Oh. I think it's strike number 71 or 72 now. Wow. <laughs> cool. Um. Now we're going into uh, late November because the, the next episode is uh, Thanksgiving climate impacts. So exactly. here we talk about a couple a couple key things here. Um, when you think about Thanksgiving, you think about the food you're going to eat. And we talk a little bit about, um, you know, impact of food and turkey and, you know, types of things that to the environment. But we also talk about something that I wasn't expecting to talk about, which is the flight and the travel. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, most travel within a you know period of time for Americans uh, and most flights, right? So obviously flights have a huge contribution, uh, important to offset those. And yeah, we talk about what that impact is. Yeah, and we, we talk about how, you know, it's not just Thanksgiving, it's Christmas as well. Mm-hmm. And most people are doing round trips. So it's just, it can easily add up um, your foot, footprint both, you know, what you eat during those holidays and a lot of people just overconsume, right? <laughs> and mm-hmm. also massive travel um, for, in, in, at least in America with Thanksgiving, you know, being about a month apart from Christmas. It's just a lot of uh, carbon footprint happening in a short amount of time. Exactly. Episode nine, 1.5 degrees, 
who's on track. All right. So this one was about the annual UNEP emission report. So this exactly. one comes out every year. And we actually really enjoy going through the whole report. It's actually well written and mm-hmm. you know put together in a really structured way. And really simple uh, this and one, uh, consumable way, yeah. right? Like a lot of, lot of color, a lot of images. I mean, that sounds silly, <laughs> but no, I mean, it's not just a, a scientific uh, journal report where it's all text, all black and white, and it's, you know, makes you fall asleep. It has, and it has that's good so important. Yeah, exactly. It is. Yeah, it has we, to be consumable. Yeah, we, we talked about how important that is because, you know, when, when, when these things are explained in a really scientific way, not many people can understand it. And so when when is when the report itself is done in a way where it's easy to, you know, absorb such a complex topic. Uh, there yeah. were some main points around just how basically we're falling behind uh, because yeah. people aren't committing to the Paris Agreement. Uh, but then they also do have some some good suggestions, uh, a lot around yeah. public public transportation and um, electric grids. So definitely a really good one to listen to further and to to look at the report for that matter. Definitely. And that was actually um, right before the COP25, which is the next episode. This is episode 10 now, isn't it? Um, yes. Yeah, early episode December. 10. Episode 10, episode 10 yeah. is COP25, Party in Madrid. So, John, what's the <laughs> COP25? So, it's the Conference of the Parties, and it's the 25th gathering of it. Uh, we go into that, in that episode, we go into great detail in terms of the origins of what became COP25. Um, and long story short, this is where the, you know, gathering of about 200 nations representatives um, get together and really try to work together to try to see how they can, how we can all, um, you know, meet the Paris Climate Accord Agreement. We hear about a lot of times in the news, they have the Paris Agreement, all of these agreements that happen, but those are typically just when leaders come together and establish that they're, they want to do something, Right. And yeah. then this this meeting is where it's it's two weeks, right? It's a two week meeting, and and it's actually when they get down and get down into the weeds and and, and have sessions on formulating how it's going to happen. Uh, so these are extremely important meetings. Yeah, very technical because eventually we do need to just and agreed on how climate accounting is going to work. So just really quickly. Um, and please go to this episode to get the details because it's really, really good. But um, some countries are able to offset better and more efficiently than others. So they were uh, one of the agenda items at COP25 was to figure out how to sort out climate accounting so that you know there's no double counting and that it's done correctly and fairly um, between big nations, small nations, and everything in between. But uh, unfortunately, the update here is that um, this wasn't really achieved, was it? No, so frustrating, and and it was basically kicked down the road till next year. And actually, another update I will give is um, I just heard John Kerry, former Secretary of State, uh, speak yesterday, and um, he was he mentioned this. He said he was there actually as a as a citizen, not as a as a government official, and he was frustrated. He said it was super frustrating to see that there was a couple of people that were holding back talks actually and not participating very thoroughly, and that was. Um, like Brazil and the U.S. even, um, we didn't have very strong representation there. So, I mean, if you don't have those large countries there uh, and you don't have strong participation, yeah, these talks are not going wow. to be productive. I guess we'll have to wait another year before those guys come together with an actual workshop 
to figure out how yeah. we're going to do this. Yeah. And, and, and I guess another one for details and for people to go check out is yeah, around the counting, around uh, kind of offsetting thoughts. So it's good they're talking about it. But again, yeah, there's it's frustrating that no consensus has happened. Episode 11 is climate change, winter blues. So in this one, what did we talk about? This one is uh, the ABCs of anxiety. So different, kind of an interesting one. We kind of take, we do a deep dive into a specific article. Um, and they're ta- it's, the article is talking about essentially how anxiety related to climate crisis. Um, it's definitely a real thing. Um, and it, it incorporates a lot more than you might think. It's not just, yeah. it's not just kind of um, thinking about, oh, you know, how, how, how our environment is going to be in the future or how, how many, you know, the polar bears that we might be destroying and, and things like this, but um, a lot of like kind of more subtle ones as well. So, yeah, kind of yeah, this topic. was, this was um, a listener's favorite, actually. We, we have, we have the most listens in this one, I believe. And mm-hmm. this one, it was nice because we, we did in the rapid succession, just quit burst, you know, A to Z, um, you know, things like Q, for example, I remember we talked about quinoa and mm-hmm. we learned about the environmental impact of quinoa because of, you know, perhaps, you know, the superfood suddenly becoming so interesting to people and the higher demand has an impact on the people who cultivate that and, you know, those farms and how that impacts the environment. So we just go in really quick succession, um, just little bits yeah. of facts uh, yeah. about things like that. So. Greta That's made really the list. Yeah, Greta made the list. I thought it was an interesting one because either either you're anxious about her because you hate her as like a far writer or whatever, uh, or you're anxious about her because you feel guilty that you're taking flights, right? <laughs> and uh, not going, you know, not sailing across the ocean like she is. So yeah, oh, different. Yeah, well, it brings it brings up some interesting points for sure. <laughs> All right. Now now we're nearly caught up now. Yeah. Uh episode twelve, which was just last week. What did we talk about? This uh, episode title is Floating Mirrors in Outer Space. So yeah, this episode uh, is focused on geoengineering. Um, a definitely interesting one uh, for us because we definitely are really interested in kind of climate innovation and new technologies that uh, could help us out. But um, as we go into in this episode, a lot of them are also quite controversial uh, just because if you look into some of them where we're actually, actually starting to alter uh, kind of our, our weather and and doing kind of effects man-made effects in that sense it can have possible side effects so it's definitely an interesting one in detail anything on this one you but want to mention yeah i was just gonna say it's really good to see that there is innovation happening people are thinking about these outlandish mm-hmm. uh you know possible solutions uh but uh, one thing that we reiterated in that episode and, and i'll say it again here is that uh, we cannot be complacent and say that one day, you know, one of those will come to fruition and it's going right. to work and save us. We'll yeah. have to continue, you know, sort of the boots on the ground, you know, activists, you know, all, all this stuff, you know, voting and so forth, in addition to that innovation. Yeah, it's a combination. It has to be all of the all forces at once uh, to make sure that we uh, yeah, survive this, basically. That's a really good episode, everyone. That one is one of my favorites as well. It's just, I mean, we're, we're both tech people, so we, we just kind of nerdy. I mean, we just kind of geeked out about that. <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. Sweet. Um, um, should we do some traffic lights for kind of a, the year in review here? Awesome. Let's do it. You want to go first? Yeah. Um, for me, I did a, I did a red. This is, things are a little bit influenced by um, the talk I, I went to with, with John Kerry yesterday. Um, but, 
one for me, a, a red, and, and we talk about this throughout the episodes as well, is actually U.S. physical infrastructure. Uh, so what's this breaking down and broken down into is kind of like power grids, roads, public transportation. It's pretty funny. I'm so we we live in England and uh, we're both in the states at the moment visiting family, and basically everybody asks me like, oh, how do you like living in London? And the first thing I say is I love the public transportation. I love the the transport. <laughs> I love the infrastructure. It, but it's crazy to think that um, you know the U.S. has always prides itself on you know being the so innovative being the first to the, to the move and like we had like the first like highways and stuff and like we had so much infrastructure that was you know so innovative but now it feels like everything's really out of date just crumbling apart and you really need these to be able to boost the the type of efficiencies that we need to see for for climate actually you know we need a better power grid so that we can send energy you know, solar energy that's produced in Arizona over to Chicago, stuff like that. Like that would yeah. be possible, but it's not possible today because our infrastructure is so uh, old. Um, and then again, like, yeah, we need trains and stuff. Like we have no trains, nothing like that. We have no, uh, even if in the cities, we have pretty bad public transportation. So yeah, that's a big red for me. Um, yellow for me. Uh, again, coming back here and, and speaking with a lot of my peers, um, they're definitely very climate conscious. Um, we, we've grown up in, a, in an area where you know, there's a lot of nature around us. We're very appreciative of that. Um, but the yellow of this is that, unfortunately, I feel like there's there's not enough education around around the kind of the topics. Um, yeah. Even though they are interested in it, a lot of them haven't heard about kind of offsetting. A lot of them have, you know, definitely haven't heard about kind of like COP25 and these these important political meetings that are going on. Uh, so that's kind of a yellow. And then a green for me is that, you know, people are just saying enough is enough. Um, obviously, Greta Thunberg and kind of the other, all other students um, are, are saying this. Um, and then uh, inspired by, you know, older, older leaders, they're also saying this. Um, so John Kerry started this World War Zero initiative. Uh, he's doing it with a uh, previous ambassador to Italy um, and some, you know, a bunch of actors and, and people that are supporting it. Uh, and so people are ready for, for tools to kind of help. Um, so I think kind of we're poised to, to start, start working on those further. So that's good. It's a great. Yeah. That's a really good one. It's good to see the contrast between Greta Thunberg and John Kerry. Exactly. Um, what a, what an incredible contrast, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, those are really good, Ralph. Thank you. My, um, I'll start with my red. In 2019, my red is uh, COP25. You know, not coming out there with a solution is really disappointing. And in particular, Brazil and the U.S., uh, mm-hmm. which current you know uh, administrations um, respectively have seemed to have gone backwards. Mm-hmm. And what the Brazil Brazilian president you know is doing with the um, you know forests over there, and you know obviously with president donald trump what he's done with pulling the u.s out of the Paris climate accord uh, that's both both of those are just just a huge red in my book in 2019 yeah um my yellow is it's interesting because um we have done this episode for 13 weeks now this being the 13th week um we have new main topics every week that we can talk about and yeah. it, it's there's no shortage of things we talk about um and that's good for us because we're, we're suddenly become podcasters, <laughs> but 
the bad thing is that there's always something to talk about for climate change. If mm. you know, I I would like to work ourselves out of podcasting, meaning there's nothing else to talk about for climate change because mm. everything has been solved. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, Ho- hopefully I'm, positive though, right? We can start talking about yeah. some of the innovations. I think more so, and that will be really good for sure. Yeah, yeah. So that that to me is a yellow. The fact that there's mm. always something to talk about. True. True. Um, but. My uh, green in 2019 is in all of our episodes is actually it's just straight up Greta Thunberg. I completely agree with you. I think she has done so much and it's been so inspiring. Um, and I think, you know, we, we talked about this in the episode where we feature her, but, you know, hopefully she's got a whole lifetime of more activism and inspiration. And, you know, I, I think the best of her is yet to come. Um, mm-hmm. And people like her is, is who we need. And so just like, just, in general, uh, trends, some trends, uh, like people like her coming onto the scene are just directionally correct. Um, and I and I have a, a bit more to this screen where, you know, hopefully there's more knowledge sharing in 2020 as more people are getting online, mm-hmm. having mobile phones, et cetera. Uh, hopefully communities, you know, who are, you know, uh, activists, perhaps they will have an even louder voice and increasing influence and more political awareness as well, uh, in particular with millennial and Gen Z um, generations, because, and by the way, Gen Z, more of them can start to vote for 2020. So mm, perfect. hopefully yeah, that's a good know, point. That's yeah. Um, you know, we, we have our admiration for uh, what the Gen Z folks value. And, you know, now that they can start to vote or now more of them can start to vote. You know, I, I think we'll start to see a shift. Hopefully that's a green in my book. Yeah, but the important thing is they do, right? Uh, I, another uh, quote John Kerry said yesterday was that, I think it was like 18 to 35, I don't know the exact number, but only about 19% of them voted. That's a low oh. number. So yeah, so it's important that these Gen Z, we got to make sure they're voting because they are yeah. they have you know really good uh, ideas around climate crisis and we got to make sure that they they understand that it's important uh, and they can make a difference by speaking out. And, and it, yeah, like you said, now people have these platforms and these voices where they never would have in the, in the past because they're young. It doesn't matter anymore. So yeah, yeah. really good green yeah, for yeah. sure. Exactly. I think these are all really good. My um, just want to add sort of my alternative yellow, which I did not choose, but uh, I'll briefly mention it anyways, mm-hmm. is we have the elections coming up uh, in 2020 and there's a few candidates this is in the U S alone, but um a few candidates who, like Elizabeth Warren and uh, Mike Bloomberg, who we talked about in the last episode, um, who have, you know, really interesting climate policies that they would start to implement if they were to be elected. So that's a yellow as well. Mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, for me, a big one is just, I mean, it doesn't even have to be down to the details of the policy. It, like, like you even, you have it on here, no, you're not serious, you're like directionally, you know going positively in a directionally positive way like we've the paris agreements it was a directionally a positive way forward us pulling away from that that is scary so if we can get somebody in there that can basically say okay look we're going to come back to the table on this permanent screens we're going to come back to the table on this cop 25 that is that would be amazing so i don't even care necessarily the policies at the moment i just want people to to get back into the room (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's a really good point and it's a great way to end um yeah. our last podcast of 2019 because 2020 i mean all all we can do is just have hope right uh mm-hmm. let's just work together be conscious of the environment of our environmental footprint and you know go out and just try our best cool great well thanks john
Yeah, Happy New Year, everyone. Happy Peace New you, Year. Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs> and that is this week's Your Planet News Briefing. I'm Ralph Forgen. I'm John Chu. Thanks for listening.